You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit, a podcast for small business owners that makes business concepts easy to understand so that you can be a better business owner and own a better business. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with Yoris Brian, who owns an e-commerce agency specifically focused on helping online stores grow by working with the traffic they already have. Now, of course, growing profit should be a priority in your business. When you boil it all down, there are really two ways to grow profit. You can either increase revenue and or you can decrease expenses. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be talking specifically about the ways that you grow revenue. And Yoris has four different ways that you can grow revenue in your business. The nice thing is this really uh, works not just for e-commerce businesses, but for any type of business. So for example, one of the ways we'll talk about growing revenue is you can increase the traffic to your website. Well, traffic or visitors is simply just another word for a lead. Or it can be another word for somebody walking into your shop or somebody calling you on the phone. There are many different uh, terms that you can that you can use, but the whole point is that you need one of the ways to grow revenue is by increasing the number of leads. So you could take the four ways that we're going to talk about growing traffic, and we're going to talk about it from an e-commerce perspective, but you can almost use them and apply them to any business. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Yoris. Yoris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on because you, what, what you do is super important uh, to small businesses, especially those that have an e-commerce website. You essentially help online stores grow by working with the traffic they already have. Uh, and so that's, I'm excited to dive into that and understand how you do it. Uh, but first, before we get into it, tell us sort of about your background and how you got into this. Right, it's a kind of a long story. Uh, I'm already old as well. No, um, so I, I started my career about, I think, uh, 18 years ago now, and I uh, started in, in classical advertising. And I worked for a, uh, quite a few advertising agencies. Um, and I think I did that for, in total, almost 10 years. And that was the typical discussions, uh, like uh, make this big, make this, put the logo there, make it blue, make it red, and always based on discussions, based on opinions, and never based on data. And after a while, well, after a while, after a couple of years, I started hating it. Um, and uh, I, I wanted out. I wanted to do something differently, but I didn't really know what. And uh, I gotten some kind of what is it quarter of life crisis uh and started well i went traveling with my wife for a couple of a couple of months and got back went back to advertising because well <laughs> basically i was broke it was the easiest way to 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 uh, make some money again uh but of course i got bored again of it and i just wanted to do something else and um I started my first company that failed but when uh when i had that first company um well, business wasn't really going great, and I was kind of interested in in uh, starting a site and and trying to see if I could make it work and 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 yeah, make some money with affiliate marketing. And uh, that's how I well, I I wanted traffic, of course, to that site, and I didn't really 
uh, no, oh, I didn't, hadn't, didn't have any budget to drive traffic. So I was looking into SEO and while doing that and driving traffic to the site with SEO, I, I realized that actually this whole digital marketing thing was that I really loved it. So I was like, okay, this is totally different than the classical advertising where it's all about opinions. Um, in digital marketing, it's, it's, it's about data and, and it's so much more fun and so, so much uh, cooler. So uh, I decided to go work for an, a digital marketing agency um, in Belgium because I'm, I'm from Belgium uh, and at the time I still lived there as well. Um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to be hired by a really good agency and I learned a lot about digital marketing. But while I was working there, I also um, encountered basically the conversion optimization. And uh, that at the time, it was still like a, some kind of obscure discipline uh, within digital marketing. Nobody really knew how it worked. And there was a, a lot of focus on driving traffic, driving traffic. Uh, but once the traffic is on the site, nobody really cared ab- about it. They, they're just dumping traffic on, on the site. And the whole, yeah, I don't know, conversion optimization thing, that, that piqued my interest. Because the thing is, it, it combined a lot of my previous background with my new background so my previous background from from advertising with a lot of design uh copywriting psychology but combined with the whole data thing of statistics and a b testing uh, and analysis and research uh, that came all uh together within the discipline of, of conversion optimization and so yeah I, I i fell in love with that and and i I knew immediately that I wanted to to become better at it and and and, and learn everything I could about it. So I took a course. I I read all books I could lay my hands on about conversion optimization. And basically, I was I, I was I'm still obsessed. But at the time, I was really obsessed about it. And and every single minute I had um, next to my day job was was about learning uh, conversion optimization. So at one point, I was ready to start putting it into practice. And that agency I, I worked for. Um, they didn't really have uh, that many clients where they could do conversion optimization for because the, the, the minds of those clients were not ready for that yet. So I decided to to venture out on my own and, and start looking for my own clients. And uh, yeah, so I started doing that, working on conversion optimization for my own clients. That grew into an agency because uh, things went really well. And that expanded also from merely working on the sites and trying to make the sites better to basically looking at, okay, you have the traffic, what do we do with it? Um, it's not just about optimizing the site, but it's also, it's, it's more about optimizing the lifetime or the life cycle of a, of, a, of a customer. You have the traffic, now you have to get most out of that traffic. So it's about capturing emails, looking at email automations, trying to increase average order value, uh, trying to increase purchase frequency. Uh, and all that combined is basically is working with uh, the traffic uh, that you have. So that's that's how I rolled into uh, where we're at uh, right now. It's working with uh, the traffic that uh, that our clients uh, basically already have. One thing that you mentioned that that I wanted to talk about or explore further is you said that you like the fact with conversion rate optimization or digital marketing that you're that that everything's based on data, not opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so explain that a little bit more. Yeah, why so that's important. It, actually, actually, that's a fun part of of, of what we do now um, because I do remember all those discussions uh, uh, back in the day uh, when I worked in, in advertising. Was like, oh, uh, make make this blue, make this bigger, make, put it left, put it right, um, and it was always based on on opinions and on gut feeling, whereas. Nobody ever knew if it was the right decision or not. 
And now what we do is we do research, we'll look at, um, we look at the data, but also we do A-B testing. So whenever there's some doubt, it's like, okay, let's test it. And so uh, we show, um, for people who are not familiar with A-B testing, we show uh, 50% of the people they get to see uh, the original version of a, of a page and 50% of the visitors get to see an alternative version of, of that particular page. And uh, we just look at which one converts best and, uh, and that's it. And no more discussions based on, on gut feeling or opinions. Um, it's just based on data. And you, you know at least that um, you're going to make the right decision because you know it's going to make you more money. Whereas uh, when you do it based on gut feeling or opinions or uh, maybe your yeah, whatever color your wife prefers, uh, that happens as well. It's like, oh, uh, let's make it red because that's my wife's favorite color. You you just base it on 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 data, and you know that it's going to work, and that's uh, that's what I like so much about about this job. You know, on uh, I was studying your website in preparation for this interview, and one thing that you have on your website that's very interesting is you talk about a formula for increasing your revenue. Uh, so right. there's four ways to increase revenue. You say uh, get more traffic. And uh, is number one. Number two is increased conversion rate. Number three is increased purchase frequency. And number four is increased average order value. Can you talk about that and sort of why you came up with this formula and and what it means? Yeah. So if if you really think about it and and say like, okay, I want to grow my revenue. There's only four ways, right? So well, the revenue of your site. Let's let's look at it like this. So you have an, an e-commerce store because we mainly work for e-commerce stores. So you have your store. And what you can do is you can either have try to get more people visit your store. That's one thing. That's a, the traffic. So the formula is revenue equals T times CR times AOV times F. So T for traffic. That's one, uh, basically one lever you can pull. Second lever you can pull is the average order value. So if you can get your average order value up from, let's say, $50 to $60, of course, you're going to make more money. So that's that's another thing you can do. Um, the CR, so the conversion rate, uh, that's a that's a third one. So if you can make your site better, so people um, people are going to convert better, then you're going to make more money. And um, the the fourth one, the F for frequency, uh, basically that is trying to get people come back and buy m- more often from you. So it doesn't stop at that first um, at that first transaction. You have to make an effort to try and get them back. And it's not just about um, sending uh, a newsletter, but it's it's about clever automations uh, as well, and it's uh, those basically those are the four uh, levers you can pull, and there's basically there's nothing else than that. The problem is that most um, most people when they they have site they focus on traffic in the beginning, and that's totally fine. That's normal. That's what you should do as well in the beginning, but at some point. Uh, that becomes increasingly difficult because you've um, t- tapped out on on all the potential, um, uh, on all potential channels there may be, but also potential customers there may be, and um, it, it, it's becoming harder and harder to get that tra- extra traffic to your site. That is also relevant traffic because you can always dump extra traffic to your site that has no uh, intent whatsoever to buy from you. That's that's not too hard to do, but that's that's useless, right? But a lot of companies get stuck in a traffic mindset but because I used to work for them in the beginning uh, days of, of, of their site. And, and they think that just throwing more, more traffic to uh, on the site, that it, it's going to help them grow. But uh, usually 
uh, most companies will hit a plateau if they focus only on on uh, on traffic. And um, when they hit that plateau, then that's the typical moment when they come to us and they're like, okay, um, maybe there's something else out there. Uh, but I, I notice a lot of companies get stuck in a traffic mindset and it's very hard to get them unstuck. And usually one of the questions I ask is, do you want more traffic or do you want more revenue? And of course, it's always more revenue, right? It, it, traffic is, is just one of the ways to get more revenue. Uh, and if you're struggling uh, to grow with more traffic, then you have to focus on these other levers. Uh, but also traffic is um, becoming more and more expensive. Um, if you look at uh, Google Ads, for instance, it's if in some um, in some uh, sectors it's, it's becoming super uh, super expensive to get that really relevant click um, to your site. But also, uh, Facebook used to be dirt cheap, but uh, that's that's not true anymore uh, either. So every uh, dollar you spend on the traffic side, you have to make sure that it that it gets a, a great ROI. And how do you get that? By focusing on these other levers as well, so it's just a combination of factors. But I, I of, of those four levers, that gets you the best uh, best results and the best revenue. But a lot of companies tend to get stuck on the on the on the traffic side, um, and we try to get them unstuck and focus on those other three levers um, to to help them grow further. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that I'm hearing is that you you're not really just a conversion rate optimizer you're really almost like a revenue optimizer because it's not just about conversion rate. It's not just about traffic. It's about those four pieces of your formula, the more traffic, more conversion rate, uh, increased purchase frequency and increased average order value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you asked because, uh, I actually, uh, I actually hate the term conversion rate optimization. Um, and because it, it focuses too much on, on the conversion rate, uh, aspect of, of things. I mean, there's it for me. It's continuous revenue optimization. That's I, I prefer. So the term CRO. Um, I'm. I mean, we're stuck with it. Uh, it there, there used to be SEO, SEA. So a lot of people were like, oh, we need to find, give this thing a name. Uh, let's call it CRO, uh, conversion rate optimization. Um, and I think it's uh, not about conversion rates. It's it's about uh, optimizing your revenue. So that's why I prefer to. Um, to say CRO is actually continuous revenue optimization because the conversion rate as such is, I mean, it is an important uh, factor, of course, uh, but it's not the most important thing. Uh, at the end of the day, what you want to you want to move the needle when it comes to your revenue. Who cares if it's a two percent or a two point two percent conversion rate? Uh, it, at the end of the day, you run a business and you look at your, at your revenue. So if you can get all those levers work together perfectly. And your revenue goes up, then that's good. Then you don't have to worry too much about just the conversion rate. Because look, look at, at at what I mentioned before. For instance, you can start dumping a lot of unqualified traffic to your site, and your conversion rate is going to go down. So that's, I mean, the conversion rate is 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 very, it's very relative. You know, it's uh, it really depends on on all the other stuff uh, that you're doing. Um, and it's it, it. I think it's wrong to just focus on 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 that particular metric. It's just it's one of the metrics, but it's not the one that we should obsess about. It's about the revenue. That's uh, that's the main thing. Yeah. No, that completely makes sense. I mean, you're an expert at digital marketing, and as well as you know, helping e-commerce stores increase the revenue through the traffic they're getting. Where do you see e-commerce going in the future? 
That's an interesting question. I, I, I don't really know because I, I, to be honest, I, I, I speak to a lot of clients, um, a lot of companies, and there's so many different stages that companies are at. So I, I think it's, it's a very individual I mean, some people are not not even ready for conversion optimization yet, uh, and they'll they might they they might be ready in, in one or two years. Others are doing this for 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 years already. So to say like this is going to be the trend, uh, or, or or that that is what I predict in the, in the future. I don't know. I, I really I, I always struggle to answer that question. So I'm sorry, I don't have a really concrete answer there. So I, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's a, it's a hard question to answer. You know, because things change so rapidly. Um, yeah, yeah, and I could say stuff like AI and and, but I mean, I feel like everyone is saying that already. Um, I, the the Internet of Things, that kind of stuff. Of course, those are evolutions, uh, but those are evolutions that are coming up and that, that m- might be mainstream uh, in 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 a couple of years. But some of some of the e-commerce there are they're not ready for that yet that they 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 have to get the basics right first and uh there's so many out there that don't have the basics right so i i i think there's sometimes there's a tendency to like the the shiny object syndrome you know it's like okay oh we should do this now because this is this is hot right now let's do it right now but they don't have the basics um covered yet so you have to (laughs) have those basics covered yet and unfortunately i I, I speak to a lot of companies that don't have those basics covered yet. So don't start thinking about AI and personalization and, and whatnot, all those things that, or, or chatbots or uh, all things that are kind of trendy. You can think about that when you get the basics right. So that's why I, I'm also a bit hesitant to like look in the future uh, because I know that a lot of people are still a little bit even in the past. So let them let, let us get them in the present and then we can think for them how we get them uh, in the, to the next step. So, but yeah. Hope that helps a little bit. Yeah. I know it's not a concrete answer here, but I'm, no, I'm it makes sense. Yeah. So what is what's your number one piece of advice for business owners in general? It doesn't have to be just e-commerce business owners, but what what's your number one piece of advice that that you think business owners, entrepreneurs should should focus on? Yeah, I think maybe two things. If that's all right, I know you want. No, that's great. Okay, okay. Uh, I think one is focus on your customer. Really care about your customer, and and I know we all think we do that, um, but uh, it's um, the more customer centric you are, the more you care about your customer, and and the more you solve a real problem your customer faces. I think the the yeah, the higher the chances of success. And the other thing, for my personal experience, I would say get a mentor or a coach or join a mastermind because um, running a business, I think it sometimes it's lonely and just having other people to bounce ideas off, I think that's really helpful. And and yeah, sometimes just getting an outsider's perspective because you can get stuck in, in your own head and just an outsider's perspective can, can be very helpful to get, yeah, get you get those things clear again and, and, and get you back on track and, and have, get you the right focus again. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask other people and uh, what, what they think. I think that's, uh, that's, that's something that I should have done uh, earlier in, in, in my uh, career as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I completely agree with both of those. I'm, I'm reading a book now called uh, uh, The Bezos Letters 
and, mm-hmm. and it talks about Amazon as essentially their four team leadership principles and customer obsession is definitely number one uh, or is, is a high priority for them. Everything they do is, is, is because they obsess over the customer. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And I, if, I mean, even I, I, I can still learn to do that more and more and more. I think when I, I think back uh, to a couple of a couple of years back, I think I've evolved a lot as well in, in being more customer centric. But I'm, I'm I'm still not there yet. I, I think it's an evolution, of course. Uh, you, you, but always try to think like, okay, put myself in the, in the shoes of my customer and talk to my customer, of course, as well, and try to understand the real problems they have and, and so that you can really solve it and uh, don't just assume um, but really talk to them and and, and that's uh, that's really helpful and I, I should have done more of that in the, in, in the early days uh, but also yeah as I said getting a, a mentor or a coach or joining a mastermind that that's really helpful yeah totally agree so Joris where can people find you especially if they want to learn more about uh, having you help them uh, grow their revenue uh, on yeah, the so- website yeah, so uh, on Dexter.agency, um, you can uh, reach out to me there or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you uh, if you look on LinkedIn and you put in my name, yeah, I mean, there's one other guy called like me, but he doesn't, doesn't live in Valencia in Spain. So uh, that'll be an easy pick uh, between uh, me or him. And yeah, just add me on, on LinkedIn as well. Uh, if you have any questions, you can also reach out to me, uh, email me on yoris at dexter.agency. Happy to uh, answer any questions. Perfect. And we'll put those links to everything in the show notes. Well, Yoris, this has been really helpful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Adam. All right. And to everybody listening, until next time, have a great rest of your day. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFOproject.com slash video.